Hey everyone, hi, hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Alison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in the studio with my guest. He is a comic, he is a writer, he is the author of Killing the Guys Who Killed the Guy Who Killed Lincoln. Please put your hands together for Jesse Joyce. Hey. Hello. Hi. Good to see you. Yeah, you too. You know, I was like, you've been doing this for a long time and like, you really like bounce to your own theme song like i know you got into it. is that embarrassing that like no wearing, i thought that was like cool wearing Honestly, your own merch no i don't think it was dumb at all like in fact because you had kind of said like i'm gonna i might i you know like i'm kind of worn out or yeah. whatever like before and I'm then brain dead, yeah. you like fucking came to life during your your own theme song but here's the thing <laughs> though i've like already lost haven't i lost a little <laughs> bit of the luster like no it's i like I, it, I came it, to it gave, for like it, a moment yeah it worked for me though too. okay good it was like, great like we're a, started you know yeah. what I mean? like it felt like there's a a new energy so right. yeah well you're welcome thanks <laughs> <laughs> also joining us is tony thaxton hi hi how's it going it's going good great yeah but mm. hey talk to him not me <laughs> Oh, I intend to. I know. I do. But it'd be really weird if we didn't acknowledge you that you're sitting. <laughs> yeah. Sitting oh no. Sometimes I like to. Oh yeah. I it's... like to is too strong, but sometimes I don't acknowledge him until like minute forty. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if it's so passive aggressive that I'm just truly not aware that I'm doing it. Okay. I don't know what it is. I I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> now. There's a lot you and I need to get into. Jesse, sure. Because okay. I feel that we actually know each other from many different career paths and things um but first a bomb before you arrived Mm -hmm. a bombshell was dropped like right at the time that the doorbell rang tony i hope it's okay that i'm outing your family in this way (laughs) yeah sure tony's dog bentley Mm -hmm. has been shitting in his crate oh dear yeah can i I hear can i hear a bombshell sound please um (laughs) thank you now why is Tony, why do you have a crate, and why is your dog shitting in your crate? <laughs> well, it's it's his crate. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you said Tony's dog has been right, shitting in, in his, his crate. crate. Yeah. Uh, it's well, confusing from a pronoun I, standpoint. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it's all about. It's been a new, somewhat new development. Doesn't happen all the time. It's a sometimes thing, and, and uh, I don't know. But I'd always heard that uh, they dogs do that. won't do that. How old is this dog? Yeah. He is about to be four. Hmm. Just like our children, our children are for. How, um, not your children, not the ones that we have together. My children shit all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mine. Don't even get me started. But that Um, means your dog's like 28, but, you know, but according to the laws of dog years. So, so he should know better. He should know better. (laughs) (laughs) How big is the crate? Uh, is it pretty big compared to him no it's because uh, i think they say it should just be like oh, a little bit so they for can them turn to, around yeah okay and, we've yeah. read the same mm-hmm. dog thing yeah um and you create him when you when you guys leave yeah and mm-hmm. he's like pretty good about like he doesn't <sighs> whine about it right. doesn't do it he goes right in no uh no fighting and like because he's got I've a done, surprise like, planned time. yeah that's apparently. why he's like now 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 i wait yeah um it's great to come home to, though. Let me tell I kind, you. I kind of think you should take him to the vet, maybe. But the other thing is, you guys were just out of town for a yeah. week. Could he be mad? 
I've never actually seen this in action, but I've heard it happens. Yeah, I mean, I suppose. But again, it's happened a handful of times now. Right. Yeah. Seems unusual. I have an alternate theory that um, maybe it's like a a Tom and Jerry situation. Mm -hmm. There is a smaller animal in your house that you don't know is there. Mm. And that dog, when you leave the house, that creature in your dog, like a squirrel maybe, they like you know have sort of like a lethal struggle mm-hmm. and that creature is like framing your dog i do hear things scratching around in the attic mm. yeah. i've seen a lot of, this is the premise of a lot of cartoons i watch so. <laughs> yeah i like that idea a lot okay but don't not take your dog to the vet because of my theory i think your dog is very sick you should take it to the doctor or maybe the vet will be able to like assess some kind of seems like he's been it, sparring with a squirrel <laughs> true but it doesn't seem. I don't think it's a behavioral thing. Like, because it because he doesn't you do or you don't think it is. I don't think. Well, I'm sorry. I don't. I said that wrong. I don't think it's an illness thing because he doesn't. Oh. Everything else is normal. Yeah. Like he doesn't do that on the floor. Mm-hmm. When, when yeah. So anyway. And are you are you pooping him before you leave? He had already pooped twice today. Is he eating anything different? How's his fiber in when he When he poops in the crate, then he sometimes tries to eat that. Oh, that's yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad. Yesterday, we almost made someone throw up because <laughs> we were talking about poop issues. Okay. Not even issues, just poop. Yeah. And then she was like, I have a really strong gag reflex. Um, and I, it seemed like she was almost going to throw up. Sweet. Yeah. It's like, it's got a fear factor element to your podcast. If, I like, yes, that's what <laughs> I, it's about like genuine deep conversations that can be silly at times and also there's someone who's like trying to get someone to drink a frosty mug of donkey jizz sure it's, sure. it's joe rogan <laughs> is this how you expect frosty to mug today? of donkey jizz if that's mm-hmm. not the a title of your next <laughs> album right it totally should be so uh, jesse joyce yes you are a writer on kimmel i am you were a writer on at midnight right at midnight, and, and yeah. a frequent guest yeah and you've also done like a million Comedy Central roasts. Yeah. You've written for a million household names. Yeah. You are a household name yourself. Mm, in my own, you know. So. <laughs> Wouldn't it be sad if you weren't, no. though? It would be. That would if, be very If your tragic. daughter came up, she's like, "What? where do I know you from? I don't think she knows our last name yet. So <laughs> oh, really? there is that detail. You know, because she's four. Right. Like, I've tried to get her to spell it. She can't. But, mm. you know, whatever. We'll get to yeah. it. So, do, um, you, do you reveal the names of your children on air? Yeah, I don't mind doing that. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't actually post like a lot of pictures of them right. or anything like that. But I don't think that, like, yeah, they're it's Emmett and Wren, um, Wren, like the bird, you know. I I do know. Yeah, Are which you? is weird because she uh, she can't say her R's, you know. Is it when? So she says when. So oh. she's like not wrong. She's just made the wrong letter silent, you know. Yeah, because there is a W there, <laughs> right? And so people think her name is when. <laughs> That's which cute. Is peculiar, yeah. Certainly. Um. I really like the name. I like both those names, but I especially took to the name Emmett. Yeah. That was on our list. Oh, cool. I am a huge fan, and this is probably not where you got the name, but of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I don't. Are I you don't. familiar with no, this? No, I'm not familiar with the reference, but I love this. What a great, what a great <laughs> mouthful that is. Yeah. Um, is he a, like, like an animatronic otter? Like, yeah. like, a, like a Chuck E. Cheese I was sitting band? here like, oh my God, how do you know it was an otter? I guess it's right in the name. <laughs> okay. Oh, I didn't know. It could very easily also be like a Henson. real. Oh, okay. Because yeah. it could be like a real uh, you know, country band? music guy's yes. name. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So, right. Yeah. Um, no, it's uh, he's an otter. Okay. He's uh, a marionette, right? 
Uh, it's back and forth. It's it's there are parts where they show wide shots where they show them yeah. walking. And it's marionettes. It's but up such close, it's... a good Christmas special, okay. like classic. You should look it up. I oh, I will. I think you can get it on Disney Plus now. Yeah. All right. Sweet. It's really good. Okay. Um, okay. So, <clears throat> and then you have toured, and I made note of this because it caught my eye mm. on your lengthy resume. <clears throat> Two ships at sea. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What yeah. does that mean? Well, so it's just that uh, you know, I did. I've done a bunch of USO stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then I have done two where I've gotten either helicoptered onto like an active, uh, like naval ship that's like currently patrolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one time it was a helicopter onto a battleship, and the other time we got tail hooked onto an aircraft carrier. What is that? What is tail hooked awesome. onto an like, aircraft carrier? Like you mean? land on a moving aircraft carrier, like you, like the way that the Top Gun guys do, okay. but the reverse. Like so, right. you know, like when they take off, they have like a slingshot that just shoots them off the aircraft carrier, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't have that mu- enough runway, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But then when they land, it's the opposite. There is a just literally like a hook at the bottom of the plane and a cable uh-huh. that like just dead stops you. So like you go from however fast you need to be going to fly. Right. Like 15 to, miles an hour. I think they, that's how fast they are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 15 to, or 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, there's a yeah, there's school zone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then that you just stop like you just immediately and you're so buckled into the seatbelt uh-huh. that it's really a weird feeling because yeah. you just go from like. You know, probably by the time you're about to land, like 280 miles an right. hour to zero in like a second, mm-hmm. you know, you just eh, jerk Is that and a, you're stopped. Are there some G's you encounter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they prepare you for it because they're like, it's going to be a weird feeling mm-hmm. or whatever. But, but anyway, but that's all the whole reason. So I did do, I did stand up like on the wing of a F whatever. I don't know the names mm-hmm. of the planes. Like, of an F fighter. Yeah, like in the like hull of the aircraft carrier uh-huh. the uss harry truman for like all you know four thousand dudes who were on the ship wow so, yeah it was pretty neat so. where was that in the persian gulf so okay. <laughs> it was during the iraq war, got it war, so how what um, what does uso stand for uh it's not know, us open in my uh, mind it is <laughs> shit oh, man that's embarrassing that i don't have that immediately tony does have it's i believe you have a Computer I'm, that's hooked I'm, up to the internet, right? I'm on like it. I'm on it. United Service Organizations. That's what it is. Oh. United Service Organizations. And so they Let me organize. Just edit out the part where I didn't know what <laughs> it's called. They organize entertainment for the troops, or yeah. is it more than that? It's enter- okay. Yeah. 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 And I did it for this group called Comics on Duty, which is like similar thing too, which is like a different organization mm-hmm. as well. And yeah, and it's just there's a couple of those that do that. that right. And uh, they bid for contracts, and then they go and like you know, so like sometimes it's like you know, 50 cent will go over through, you know, and then sometimes they just get like, mm. you know, like four random comics to go. And then, right. so, and then you kind of black hawk around mm. to the various places. And so I was there for like a month. Is uh, that like the time. exchange rate? One fifty cent is four unknown comics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, uh, but the, the soldiers seem to like the, the no name comic guys. Mm. Cause we'll like kind of hang out more. You know what I mean? Right. So, so you just kind of, after the show, you just kind of go and just sort of hang around and meet everybody. And it's not like, you know, kind of, if you were just doing stand up at a club in, you know, Omaha, you would just kind of like, all right, well, I'm going to fuck off back to the hotel. But like, there's right. really, you're just like, there's nothing to do. You would just be going back to like a tent or something. Yeah. So, uh, you just kind of hang out with the dudes and it's like, you know, just kind of a fun, you mm-hmm. get to know everybody and it's kind of neat. So, yeah. And I th- I think that like the kid rocks and fifty cents of the world don't necessarily do that, you know. I'm gonna. 
Well, look, I don't want to speak on behalf of them, but I doubt they do. Yeah. I feel like I'm not they're probably they're like not private jetting with their time out of with the troops or yes. whatever. But like you know, I yeah, they seem to like, and they actually weirdly they like know your friends too. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, and Apergazzi was just here or whatever. Keith Alvin, yeah, there, or like just somebody, you know, like right. Some, it's very specifically Tennessee comic that I do you would you like change your set for this environment um like y- yes and no like I guess yeah I would kind of not not like not really I I would write sh- st- shit along the way that mm-hmm. was like military specific that I realized like oh that'll play better you know that kind of thing but I you also have to kind of toe the line a little bit because you're not in the military you know what I mean so you have to kind of have a degree of respect for it like but there there was a guy who uh in, was in on terms tour. of like writing jokes about the military well, so, yeah so here mean? for example there's a guy who was on the tour with us was named robert hawkins and he was in the military before mm-hmm. like so he had actually served with the, and and so he had like so much more leeway to like right. fuck around with the military than like i felt comfortable doing mm-hmm. not necessarily saying there was like a hard and fast rule don't right. but like I felt a little like out of place doing that, but he had this one joke that he would do like every single show, and it just the, it was it was a very ballsy joke. I just thought it was super funny. He would go, uh, "Hey, listen, guys, when you get home, don't just jump on your wife right when you get home because, like, look, she's not ready for that. Because the thing you have to remember is that you're the one who hasn't had sex in a long time, not her. <laughs> and like that joke would work like a backdraft in a fire. Like everybody would like, and then just. Boom! Like it would take a second, you know what I mean? Like all the yeah. air would get sucked out of the room, and then people would do the math and be like, "Oh, that's so fucked up." <laughs> so, and it was just so delightful to see that. And like, boy, I don't think I could ever get mm-hmm. away with that joke. You know what I mean? But right. like, because he had for the last eight minutes, like, talked about his drill sergeant mm-hmm. and whatever. It was like, oh, like he's like one of us, right? So he can say our wives are fucking around on us <laughs> while we're here. You right. Know? So yeah, it was fun. Right. But Yeah. And then at some point, you were on Red Eye. Which I also yeah. was on many times. Um, were we ever on together? We may have. We probably were. At okay. Some point. Here's the thing. I was trying to figure out. Like I've just known you for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I don't remember. You're one of the people that I don't remember. Like me. You know. Like I feel like there's two. Groups like of there's friends never been a time that, that you didn't know me. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like I just have always known you in the comedy world. Like mm-hmm. and so I don't remember a time where we met. Right. So it's very possible we did do Red Eye or whatever. I but, think. Um, I think maybe we did because I. So I was, I worked at Time Out New York. Uh-huh. Um, Bill Schultz wrote for me. I was yeah. like friends with him and I was sort of in that and I had written for stuff. And Were Maximum. you doing stand-up at the time too? No, I, I've only done ha- stand-up a handful of times. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not like a, a stand-up stand-up. Right. I'm a person who's done it a few times. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, so anyway, I, yeah, I was doing all that. I moved out here. I was on the Adam Carolla show. And then when we would go to New York, I would do Red Eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when I think maybe we were on together. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It seems very likely. And then were you on that show when Tom Shalhoub had taken over? I did, but that's when it started to get weird and dumb and not fun to me. Like, not because of Tom, because I think Tom's mm-hmm. fun and great and, like, funny. But, like, that was, like, around the 2015, 2016 shift in the like i don't know fox news like uh resentment scale i feel Mm. like you know like where and i just uh i'm proud to say that i've been shitting on trump on fox news for uh way before it was people were doing it (laughs) like like back when he was just a uh fucking pizza hut spokesman Mm -hmm. i just thought he was just such a dumb guy right and uh and then like it just got like it just got like not fun to like fight about Trump on 
red eye. And mm-hmm. so, and it also coincided with me moving out here to, to LA and it just, right. so I was like having to like go to some remote studio in, uh, in, uh, like yes, Santa West Monica LA. or yeah, whatever. I, I've been to and that then one. just like, you know, like fight over a three second delay mm-hmm. <laughs> about Donald Trump oh, and God, why he sucks. Like- and like, so it just like, it was like, eh, I'm not going to keep doing this, but like they had me on to like to review his SNL because they knew, like, boy, like, Jesse hates him more than any of our other regulars. Right. So, like, let's have, and Jesse's like a comedy snob. So, we'll have him review Trump's. And, like, I did that. And then, like, just whatever. I just had, like, a bunch of dipshits on Twitter, you know, just like threatened to murder me. And I was like, ah, this isn't fun anymore, you know? So, so then I'm going to guess you probably haven't gone on Gutfeld's show. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then I noticed, too, that, like, yeah, like, just at some point, like, yeah, like I feel like he kind of like it was no longer in on the joke anymore and just kind of like started saying pretty gross shit. And so like it got not fun, too. So, yeah. So, no, I don't. But, yeah, yeah, I know. It's really I I haven't paid attention to what he says enough to to have an opinion on on that. But the uh, back when we originally did it it was so funny and so subversive yeah and you could go on as someone who did not hold fox news views yeah and kind of do okay oh sure yeah Yeah. i mean that was like my old thing like that's what we all did like yeah and you know and it was also fun because like the shit the shit they were mad about was like you know the fact that you know obama had a tan suit and it was like just such an absurd like nonsensical thing to like get all fired up about that it was like you know seemed harmless and kind of fun Mm -hmm. you know and then yeah, the the grievances got him a lot darker. You know? Yeah. Like, so yeah, like yeah, I, I don't. We never had to deal with like, well, did you let a transgender swim with your kid? You know what I mean? Like that's like is that it's what's like, being talked? Yeah, about that's now? kind of shit. That's like mm. I don't want to fucking you know. So yeah. yeah, where's the funny in that? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I think so, also it maybe it maybe it also it shifted away from being funny. It felt like funny. it. Yeah, it it didn't feel like punching down when. Obama, when Obama was the president yeah. and everybody was like mad about it at Fox News and then you could like mm-hmm. you know like it just seemed but now it's just like yeah yeah during the Trump years it felt really weird mm-hmm. so it just yeah yeah but then the other crazy thing is that like <clears throat> just all those like basic cable goofballs that just like kind of had nowhere else to be other than to just be on red eye mm-hmm. just like ended up like in the fucking echelons of power <laughs> like Wait, because like, donald trump about? was also a basic cable goofball you know right. what i mean like he was just some reality show dipshit uh-huh. who ended up becoming the president and so the people he pulled into his sphere were just like people i would do red eye with all the time like to like fucking uh like J- john bolton like became the oh yeah like you know he was just some guy I hung out in the green room right. with all the time and like uh, fucking uh, Tucker Carlson was like between gigs because he'd been fi- so like yeah he would just come on and I'd dick on his bow tie and whatever like mm-hmm. so and then like yeah like all these people then just like <laughs> then suddenly became like oh and Kaylee McEnany was just like oh, yeah, always yeah. on red eye like just right. some fucking just random Bill's girlfriend yeah just like little girl who would do red yeah. eye sometimes and yeah. then suddenly she's like the, I know the bloviating press secretary it just right. like it was just so absurd that like every time I turned around there was some new you know, red eye moron who pointed <laughs> to like some cabinet position. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what the fuck? Like right. I used to just screw around with these people in a green room on like the dumbest show on television at two in the morning. Right. So yeah, and, um, it was really weird. What happened? Do you know Janine Pirro? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. And I I'm, used to. Yeah, yeah, she used to go on. I think I had done her. Sh- I think that she had like a Judge Janine. Oh right. Show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Had yeah. I been on that? Maybe. Maybe I can't remember. I never did that. I don't know. No, you know what? I don't think I did. That. I think they they called me and I was not available. Like I I didn't want to. They started to, and I didn't want to flirt with the rest of Fox News. Like I felt like Red Eye was fun because like a bunch of comics did it, but and then I did Kennedy's thing once. Oh, or twice. Yeah, but then it was like. You know, like every now and again, it'd be like, oh, Sean Hannity wants to have some comedians on. I'd be like, no, thanks. You know what I mean? Like, so. I did Hannity. Oh, you and did? beforehand in the green room, he's like, so you, you conservative? And I'm like, no. He's like, viewers would like you a lot better if you were. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you, yeah, like you can sell your soul to the devil and then like you can work forever on this one right. network. You know yeah. What I mean? Like, but no, no. yeah, I don't know. Um, How did you start doing Red Eye? Oh, I don't even. This it just like it, there was like a network of about red eye. <laughs> it's cool? so weird because when I just met your husband, he was like, "Oh yeah, red eye." It was like, like I haven't talked about red eye in fucking forever. I know. But like the suddenly, reason... it's become like the, <laughs> the sort of crown jewel of my of yeah. my resume. Which is uh, really weird. The reason he said that is because I said Jesse Joyce. He's like, I know that name. How do I know that name? And I'm like, I feel like you would probably n- remember him from Red Eye. Mm. Um, I see. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. It was just there was like a network of New York City comics that mm-hmm. were doing that would do it, you know. Right. And so somewhere along the way, I got kind of like just mixed into that. And, and it went well. And so then I would I would just I would do it pretty regularly. I did it at least every two weeks, I'd mm-hmm. say, for years. Yeah. And it was always good because I was doing road stand up. And then like, you know, there were certain markets where like. I could like sell out Anchorage, Alaska if I did Red Eye, you know, like because the whole state. Yeah. Well, like, well, Anchorage, like, you know, like, well, yeah, it's technically the whole state. I mean, it's a vast state, but everybody (laughs) lives around Anchorage. But yeah, there was like this, you know, club that was like a pirate ship up there Mm -hmm. that I used to love to go to do. And just, you know, every single television in Alaska is just tuned to Fox News all the Mm -hmm. time. So like, and it aired at 11 p.m. because that's so much better because of the time delay. Right. And so it was just basically like, you know, like it was like a primetime Tonight Show slot for Red Eye. So like a lot of people in Alaska would watch Red Eye. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. So I could go and then like people would like know who I was and I'd sell tickets. Do you do you still draw in Alaska? I don't really know. I like I don't do the road as hard anymore at all because well, in part, like the getting the solid, consistent writing job coincided with uh, children showing up mm-hmm. in my life. And so it's like a good reason to not be on the road as much. But now that they're like in school and getting a little older, I am starting to flirt with mm-hmm. going back out and doing more stand up now, you know. So but but yeah, no, I haven't. The opportunity to do Alaska hasn't come up since I've had children. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So where where did you grow up? In Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. So, and then, uh, yeah, lived there uh, for, uh, well, I, li- I br- briefly lived in Dayton, Ohio for a few years in my, <clears throat> in like the second half of grade school. Uh, but for the most part, but it, that was bookended by Pittsburgh. And then after college, I moved to New York City mm-hmm. and lived there until I moved out here. So Where'd you go to college? Duquesne University. It's in Pittsburgh. And mm. it's spelled like Duquesne. It is. Yeah. <laughs> so and how do you know that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I just, I just enjoy how confusing you know, like it is. French words. Yeah. I guess. It's no, impossible. We... <laughs> They're really, it is, it is one of the languages that you just, it like, fuck you. The, the lack of phonetic. Right. I just, today I had to, it was a perfume joke and I was like, Oh yeah, what's that? Oh, the toilet. And I, I hammered out a spelling like three times and had to Google it. And I was way the fuck off. Like yeah. it's not a language you can. So mm-hmm. yeah, Duquesne, T-U-Q-U-E-S-N-E. It's impossible. But, when did you start doing comedy? 1998. So while I was in 
while I was in college. Mm-hmm. I was at Duquesne and I became like the resident comedian on mm-hmm. campus. And uh, so I'd get to open for like kind of whoever came through, mm-hmm. you know. Did you guys have a lot of people so, coming through? Well, you know, just like any college, like, right. you know, like colleges have like a certain like entertainment budget. Yeah. And some of it goes to bands and some of it goes to comics. And so. um, So, yeah. So I got to open for uh, Jimmy Fallon, like when like before he even started doing Weekend Update, mm-hmm. like he'd just gotten on The Tonight Show or on he just gotten on SNL. And so like well, we did the show and hung out and uh, yeah. And uh, and then this was I think this is fine. Uh, Mark Curry. Remember him? Hang with Mr. Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> I opened for him and he was like the first famous guy that mm-hmm. I'd ever been around, you know? And, uh, he like could not have been cooler. Like he, uh, like I remember this so vividly, like after the show, I'd been to a stand for like six months and I told him that like, I wanted to move to New York and do stand up or whatever. And, and he like, kind of just really like walked me through. It was like really cool. Like to somebody who was as green as I was. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just like, listen, you know, like, you know, my advice is, you know, wait till you're, like the best dude here in Pittsburgh. Cause then by the time you get to New York, you're only competing against the best guys from Chicago and Boston. And you know, you've like made all your mistakes here at a place that doesn't matter. And then you can just hit the ground running in New York. So I was like, that's great advice. And I like wrote down a bunch of shit that Mark Curry told me. And I like, and I like, I basically just, I didn't even ask for a second opinion cause it made sense to me. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's why I, I did. And that's literally what I did. They, I really did that very thing. Like I basically waited until it was wow. like, well, I'm like the only professional mm-hmm. dude here in Pittsburgh really. So like, off to New York, you know, and so I stuck around for a few years. And I was like, you know, that was nice of Mark Curry to give me that advice. And I always wanted to like run into him and like yeah. thank him, you know, and it just the opportunity never presented itself. And then like, you know, 12 years later, I was in the Vegas Comedy Festival. It was like a TBS thing. And I show up in the green room and Mark Curry's there. And I was like, holy fuck. And I like beeline to Mark Curry. And I was like, hey, you're never going to remember this in a million <laughs> years. But um, I opened for you like 12 years ago at my college and uh he goes uh pittsburgh right oh wow yeah and i go yeah and he goes i bet you want to know why i remember that don't you and i was like yeah of course i do why the fuck would you remember that he goes uh because you wouldn't shut the fuck up asking me stupid (laughs) comedy questions he's like you like followed me out to my car i had like i was supposed to meet people and like you made me late i was just i was saying whatever i could to shake you because like you wouldn't leave me the fuck alone you just kept asking me more and more comedy advice and so I just told you whatever the fuck I could think of to get you to leave me. And like, and I was like, wow, like, you know, I structured my entire life around the advice you gave me. <laughs> he was like, well, I guess it was good advice or whatever. But like, it's so like funny. I held a grudge for 12 years. No, like, I just think it's like, it's so interesting to me because I believe him. I'm certain that's how that went down. Yeah. But in my mind, I still picture it. Even when I just told you the story mm-hmm. just now that we were like sitting on the edge of the stage together and it was right. like very fatherly. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like walking me through stand up, but I know that's not how it went down now. Mm-hmm. But like at the time when you're like new to stand up and you're just so excited about it and you're like, well, who wouldn't want to spend all night sitting around talking shop? Right. And it's like, well, like I-, I wouldn't now, like you know, I'm a guy in my forties. I have two kids. Like I can get the fuck home. Like yeah. I don't need to talk to some, some, you know, 18 year old about stand up all night long. But like from his perspective, it's like, oh my God, like that's so exciting. So anyway, that's I thought it was hilarious. adorable. Yeah. So if I had run into you before you had talked to him, but like in that same year, that, said, I would have told you the, the story exactly how I told it to you. That, but like, would you have we, said that you guys like if I had said where did this conversation happen? I would have said we sat on the edge of the stage together. So that's truly how you remember I, it. I, even to this day, I have had to like rewire the image in my mind because. Yeah. To factor in Mark Curry's version of it, where I'm chasing him through a parking garage, <laughs> jotting down actually, notes, which I'm sure I did. I'm sure question, he's like, right. Did you actually? I'm sure he him? had a more clear perspective mm-hmm. on it because, because 
like his only reason there's no reason he'd remember me right other than the fact that like why would he remember some kid who did stand up with him 12 years ago yeah who opened for him at a college and it's like because i must have been super annoying like, <laughs> like memorably annoying enough that he is like as soon as he saw me he's like you <laughs> like, <laughs> right so yeah so i'm certain it went mark curry's version is correct and yet still I like hold him in this like fatherly regard. Right. Yeah. Like he took the time to talk yeah. to me about it. So did it yeah. seem like, did he seem happy? What was his reaction? To oh, no, no. no. He, he was like, jo- he, he was joking. Like we were, we were having a fun time. Well, right. But I'm just asking it, like, what was his reaction adulthood. to knowing how much this had impacted you? No, like we just joked about, it. he was like, well, I'm glad I just, I'm glad I actually told you legitimate advice. Yeah. Because like, it seems like you would have just done anything I would have told you to <laughs> do at the time. So it's yeah. interesting that you, when you heard the advice to like, you know, become the best person here and then go there. You yeah. don't want to like, you don't want to go before you're ready. That, that, that you, you received it well because I have gotten that advice at different times. Um, and my reaction is always like, I don't want to do that. I'm impatient. I want it now. Yeah. And like, I don't, and I don't think it's been good. Like, there's things where I look now that I'm a hundred years old, I look back and I'm like, <laughs> those opportunities came to me before I was ready. Yeah. Like I, that's a bummer. And I didn't, and I also part of being a hundred years old is looking back and realizing how green I must have come off in different circumstances. And I had no, cause I mean, I was young enough that I thought I knew everything. So I didn't mm-hmm. think that I was telegraphing yeah. like eager greenness. Well, I guess it's just, it did make sense to me. And that's like why I said I didn't even seek a second opinion. Cause I was like, it, there was a logic to what he said was like, just, you know, make your mistakes here mm-hmm. in a place that doesn't matter. So you can make a good impression when you first arrive in New York. And so I was like, oh yeah, there's a logic to that. Plus I can stay here, live in my parents' basement and save money right. and then move to New York. And then I can just focus on stand up. So mm-hmm. that like, it really, it didn't contradict anything that was like my master plan yeah you know so i was like oh yeah that's a smart way to play this and for whatever it's worth <clears throat> you know i'm a professional person in comedy so i think it suited me well to do it that comedy way, but, in the hull of a um, ship <laughs> i did yeah so did you have a not, dad oh, no that's not to say by the way that i have not like uh you know uh jumped at an opportunity that i wasn't sure if i was ready for right but in hindsight i do feel like Oh, I I pulled it off. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, like so or whatever. You know, yeah. so like I wrote I wrote the entire Tony Awards by myself one time. Like wow, and and they at the on the phone call they were like, so you know, like you you like they were like hired me to do it, <laughs> and and then I was like, oh, so who else is on staff? And they were like, no, it's just, it's just like it's just gonna be you. Like like as though like I should have known that. And then I was like, oh yeah yeah cool yeah no 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 I just I figured yeah. I just you know and then I hung up the phone I was like what the fuck like I don't know anything about Broadway oh <laughs> like so I had to write the whole Tony Awards <clears throat> wait I want to ask oh. about I need to ask about that but um did you have a dad that was like chat like your imaginary Mark Chamber Mark Curry moment yeah no I have super supportive parents if that's what you're asking like yeah, yeah both of my parents like they more or less yeah their whole thing was like look go you know as long as you graduate from college <clears throat> and you know like have some kind of plan you know mm-hmm. like we'll back you you know so so they i i'm sure i like outlined my mark curry plan to them right. at some point and they were like yeah that sounds smart or mm-hmm. whatever so yeah okay so Tony- so they were supportive of it good so, yeah um i didn't know if it was a like <clears throat> in your mind he was like very 
parental. Oh, like you know, in, you like know, something I lacked yeah. in my life. No, 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 no. I I think I have like very supportive. Yeah. Parents like they will they will like watch Kimmel when I have a bit on or whatever uh-huh. or. They will sometimes write to me, go like, "Was that yours?" You know, like that kind of thing. So, yeah, they're they're very supportive of stuff, and and always have been. So, uh, yeah, no, like I feel grateful for that. So it's not like, but it was it it was just whatever. I and the other thing I learned from that Mark Curry thing is I've always been like that to young comics too. Mm-hmm. Now, as a result, like I I'm genuinely when I used to do college, I'm too old to do colleges now. But uh, oh yeah, it genuinely surprises me a lot of times when I go to a college and there wouldn't be a me. You know what I mean? Like I'd yeah. always be bummed out. If there wasn't some like young kid where it was like, well, what a golden opportunity to like, because boy, I learned a lot like opening for guys who, you know, like, you know, and I'd be, I I would love to sit on the edge of the stage and be a Mark Curry to some, you know, like 19 year old who wants to learn how to do stand up in Des Moines, you know, like, and it would happen sometimes, but I was surprised that it didn't happen more, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that. Are they learning it on TikTok? What's happening? I don't understand how anybody gets into stand up. Like I just for me, my uncle had done it mm-hmm. when I was a kid and I had like a tape of him performing the improv when oh, I was like cool. 10 and I like ruined it cuz I watched it so often mm-hmm. and I just thought it was the coolest shit in the world that I had like a family member who had done stand up. Yeah. So to me it seemed like a job option like from when I was a kid. So like there's like a you know like we did like a 8th grade interview when we were mm-hmm. graduating like with our little 8th grade you know, like class booklet news, you know, like newsletter thing. And, and it asked like what I was going to do with my life. And I said, be a stand up. And, you know, like, and it was like, what's your happiest moment? And I said, telling a funny joke. Like I was really <laughs> a dork about it. <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, so yeah. So, um, so yeah. So I've always like, uh, I don't know how anybody else would get into it, but like to me, like starting in college is like a great little incubated, yeah. you know, where there are professionals coming into your school and like, you get the opportunity to like, you just volunteer to be like, I'll do 10 minutes in front mm-hmm. of him. Like, it's a great, whatever. Anyway, so yeah. Did your uncle stick with it? Oh, no, no, no. But he, uh, I mean, he's stuck in the entertainment world. <clears throat> he somehow got hired to like, he was in San Diego and was doing the La Jolla improv a lot mm-hmm. back in the day. And uh, it was like in the 80s. And then he ended up uh, getting hired at SeaWorld to like perform in their shows. <sighs> and then he just stayed with the SeaWorld Anheuser-Busch company and like ended up like writing those shows mm-hmm. that the seals do with the people. Right, yeah, and with then, like the guy dressed as like a scout or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he got hired at Sesame Place, which is the Sesame Street yeah. version of that that's also owned by Anheuser-Busch. Right. And he, <clears throat> so he just like rose up through the ranks in that. So he's like, you know, still in the entertainment mm-hmm. business, but right. yeah. Oh, so. that's cool. Okay, the Tony Awards. What yeah. year was it? Who was the host? Uh it was Kevin Spacey. It was uh, a reviled pedophile. Kevin Spacey <laughs> was the host. And uh, yeah, I just uh, I don't even know how I got that gig. Oh, I do know how I got it because I used to write for Kevin Spacey. That's how I, got it. <laughs> I wasn't sure which came first is what it was. I wasn't right. sure if I yeah. worked on the Tonys and that's how. <clears throat> but no, I had written for Kevin Spacey because he needed jokes for something and liked the jokes and then I kind of became like one of his, I became like his comedy writer. Mm-hmm. Like, and he would get asked a surprising amount of times to be funny before he became a, you know, became it before it became public that he was a reviled mm-hmm. pedophile. Right. Which was uh, unbeknownst to me as well, by mm-hmm. the way, just for, you know, just full disclosure. But, um, so he, uh, yeah, he would get like asked to like do like the, the keynote at the end of like GM's, mm-hmm. you know, three day international conference or something and like they would be like get like book like a huge famous celebrity and then he would have like to give like a funny speech about like 
you know, reaching your goals or whatever the fuck. And like, you know, he wanted is so I would like punch it up with jokes. Mm-hmm. And then he'd ask that like, you know, like he'd present an award at the Emmys or the BAFTAs or whatever the fuck. And I would like write that for him, right. too. Like that kind of shit. So then he gets asked to host the Tonys. And so then naturally he, I guess, just told them like, well, Jesse's my writer, so he'll write it. Mm. And then that's how like there was no staff for the Tonys. Right. And so- I just wrote the Tonys. Given that you say that you didn't, you don't know much about or didn't know much about theater, how no. did you approach it? I just tons of research. Like that is a, a skill I do think I am good at. Like uh, it's uh, it's Googling. it suited me very well at at Kimmel. Yeah, is like I can really like super deep dive mm-hmm. on stuff, you know. And so I would just research the shit out of everything. And like I was so I was surprised. Like when I got the job, I just assumed like, oh well, like I know a handful of things about like Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just do that, you know? And then, like, to learn that, like, everything on uh, that's up for a Tony is, like, brand new. You know what I mean? Which makes sense. It's like the Oscars, right? Like, the, mm-hmm. the movies that get nominated for an Oscar are the new movies this right, year. Right, right. And not, like, Gone with the Wind doesn't get nominated again. Yes. But somehow I just assumed, like, oh, it'll just be, like, Phantom and Les Mis and stuff that right. gets nominated. Mm-hmm. But no, it's, like, shit you've never heard of. Yes. And worse... There's no way to get information about them because, first of all, I live here in Los Angeles and, like, it's not like I could go see any of these shows. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them, too, like, were canceled by the time uh, the Tonys came around. So, like, I'm just, like, piecing it together from some, like, fucking snobby theater critics review of what Come From Away is that you know musical about 9-11 or whatever <laughs> like like that was the, and like is that a real thing that was yeah yeah that was Amazing. one of the yeah that was one of the musicals that year and dear evan hansen was the one that won everything i, I and, saw that out here and like but but at the but yes, now no, like the it's in yeah, the zeitgeist at the time there's been a movie about it too at the time it was oh, right. like what is this about like yeah. some kid who breaks his arm and mm-hmm. his friend kids kill himself like what the fuck am i yeah. gonna write jokes about this so yeah so it was like really like just uh, a desperate scramble to like mm-hmm. try to write jokes about stuff I had no f- frame of reference for. Right. So, yeah. Oh, that sounds so stressful. But I pulled it off. And that's the thing is like, that was like one of those where it was like, yeah, sure. Oh, totally. I could do this. Mm-hmm. And then I got the phone. I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? <laughs> yeah. So, right. anyway. So, the book you wrote. Yeah. Tell me about that. Sure. Uh, yeah. I'm just, I'm a big old history dork, right? And mm-hmm. I think it's uh, funny. Uh, and this particular story, I think, was super funny. And the opportunity was presented to like, hey, we're looking for a comedy history thing. And so I was like, oh, I have some funny things that happen mm-hmm. in history. That like might the make publisher reached out to you? Yeah, yeah. Or? Well, the publisher reached out to my manager uh-huh. and was like, hey, we're looking for something in the comedy, comedy history, history space, space <laughs> which doesn't really exist. And uh, and so he was like, oh, my God, I know exactly the guy. He talks about he's, he's a, a giant dork. Yeah, he's a huge dork. He bores me with history stories all the time. <laughs> and he thinks they're funny. So I just pitched them a few ideas and they bid on this one and they loved it. It's a, it's so this is an exclusive uh ebook slash audiobook. Okay. Uh I'm happy I would love to talk to you about the book, but I do feel like I don't even know how to but so how the, to the company what well, kind of it like it, it really did like a, a weird rug pull in the last like three weeks. The company has rebranded itself. Oh so I've been doing podcasts and promoting this book, and now it's the book is uh, on a, a new from a new company, right? It was it's a company you might you may have heard the name of called Scribd, right? Yeah, and Scribd still exists. S C R I B D. S C R I B D. Yeah, and that's who it was the Scribd original. Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, but so they have rebranded now for their original content, and their uh, it's called uh, Everand, right? So Everand, Everand, E V E R A N D. Look so one that, word. Yeah, Everand mm-hmm. is where you can find this book. 
So uh, Everand is a service that has thousands of of it's like it basically if you think of it as like netflix for books right okay so you subscribe to the service and then you have unlimited access to all of their books and audiobooks right mm. and so they have a lot of stuff that's just like you know they'll have moby dick on there but also they then have originals like netflix does you know mm-hmm. like where they right. and so uh so yeah so they have been amassing a ever-growing library of original content and so that is my book. And so, uh, it is essentially, cause I'm a big, like I said, I'm a big history dork. It's, uh, it's the story of two guys like on either side of the Lincoln assassination, right? And it is, uh, 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 Edwin Booth, mm-hmm. who is, you know, John Wilkes Booth is yeah. the guy who killed Abraham Lincoln. Edwin Booth was John Wilkes Booth's, uh, way more famous brother, like oh. at the time, like was huge. Like, like he the was Alec Baldwin. Yeah, but even bigger. It's like if one of the like the dumb Hemsworths, like the stupider Hemsworths killed the president. You know what I mean? Where it's like, so there is a there is a like there was no more famous celebrity in America than Edwin Booth. What was he? An actor. He was an actor. And their dad was also incredibly famous, was the most famous actor in America at that time. Wow. So and then so the dad was a, a superstar. And then Edwin comes along and goes on the road with his dad and he basically takes over and mm-hmm. becomes the most famous. So it's almost like Kirk Douglas and Michael, Michael Douglas. Yeah. And then there was also Eric, you know, who was like the Do, is you know, there goofball. Actually Eric? There was an Eric, right, who tried stand up and then he I ended up killing. Even... He was like a drug addict. Oh. He killed himself. He's a, he's a mess. Right. Mm. So anyway, but long story short, that's kind of the but dynamic. Eric right? had assassinated a president <laughs> instead of instead of himself. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's what that's basically what the Booth family dynamic was. There were additional siblings that also acted though, which, but now why did, I know this is not what your book's about, but like, why did John not go into performing? Did he just, Oh, he did. And he he wanted to, he desperately, like, you know, that detail, everybody kind of, anybody who knows a handful of things knows that John Wilkes Booth was an actor, right? Oh, I actually didn't. I mean, I mean, that's why he killed him in a theater and like, like it was killed in a, that that I know. Ford's theater. Right. Watching a play called Our American Cousin, mm-hmm. which was a comedy, by the way, which is not funny anymore. But um, <laughs> uh, but so he was sitting there and it was the week the Civil War ended, by the mm-hmm. way. So like everybody was in an awesome mood. Right. And after like four years, he was like, fuck it. Like, great. Like, I'm going to go just I'm, I'm going to go see this hilarious play everybody's talking uh-huh. about. And John was an actor in D.C. in that theater. Tr- so he knew them and the theater knew him and right. like he would get his mail sent there and shit. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't weird that John would just, even though he wasn't in the play, like would we'll just walk out. in yeah. and like just walk upstairs and then he just shot the president in the back of the head. Right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but like John was kind of like a nobody hanger on wannabe actor. Right. And mm-hmm. like his brother was like, like it was so the next day when John had killed like, the way that people talked about it, like, John Wilkes Booth is the only name anybody remembers now, mm-hmm. but it was like, did you hear that Edwin Booth's brother killed right, the president? Like, that's right. how people talked about it, you know? Yeah. Or that did you hear old guys would be like, did you hear Junius Brutus Booth's son killed the president? Because that that's was their his dad. name? Junius, Junius Brutus Booth. Yeah, oh that was the God, dad. What a <laughs> so, name. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah, that a yeah. lot. So, yeah, he was like a British dude who came over to America. It was like a Shakespearean. Yeah. He had a secret family, which is like John and Edwin, that whole, fa- his whole family were his secret family. Like, he was married and had a kid in England. Right. And he came to America. He like met some 19 year old girl and mm-hmm. they like absconded right. to America. And he told his family, he was like, oh, I'm just going to go to America to like make shit happen acting wise. But what he didn't tell him was that like he brought he has a, a family there. Uh, and then he, he like had eight more kids with this lady. 
With the the nineteen year old, yeah, 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 and okay. then like uh, who's he... John Wilkes Booth's mom and Edward's right. mom or whatever, yeah, and like and he would still like send money to the other family, just write them notes all the time and shit, and they still had no and idea, they had there no, was no idea, social media, no, and like his son How... when he was like in his twenties, like came to he was like something's not right and came the English to, son, yeah, yeah, came to like Baltimore and like found out and like made the, it was like a big scandal, like wow. that was the kind of shit, shit that like would like ruin yeah a celebrity's reputation at right. the time, you know, to find like the scandal that he had a secret family and that he was committing adultery. Which one did he end up? staying so, with the with the with john's like the edwin okay. john the, right. the american family got so, it yeah but uh but they like took him for a bunch of money like they were like more or less blackmailed them to like we'll shut up about it if you give us yeah. a ton of money so that okay. kind of so but anyway but yeah so then uh basically it was like incredibly scandalous because like edwin was the most famous man in in uh, in mm. the western world and uh his and then his brother kills the president. It just fucks them all. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so, and like, now he's like, got this, you know, like he, it just dogged him for the rest of his life. Dogged Edwin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, he, uh, like quit acting in the New York mm-hmm. Times, like wrote a letter to the New York Times saying like, I'm done with it and all this shit. And, and then six months, well, cause his brother killed the president. So it like ruined his reputation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where like, <clears throat> now people are going around going like, oh, that's the brother of the guy who killed the right. president. You people know what are- I mean? Paying attention for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and he would go and perform in the South, and the the uh, the billing was come see the brother of the assassinator of Lincoln. You know what I mean, like that kind of wow. shit. Yeah. Whereas a few years ago, it was like fucking Edward Booth. You know yeah. what I mean. So like, uh, and and he ended up like having a second act. Like he got his career back, uh, and he would play villains, and mm-hmm. it was really interesting because like people would like go, and he actually like got more famous for playing like bad guys, right? Because, like, he had the same face, right? And people would go and they would see him be, like, scheming mm-hmm. Yago on stage. Right. And they'd be like, holy shit, that's the fucking guy who killed the president's brother. You know like what I mean? Like, when Meredith was, like, part Baxter Burney from Family Ties did, like, a TV movie of the week where she played a villain. Right. It's like, oh, holy shit, yeah. that's Elise Keaton. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly, <laughs> it is exactly, exactly like that. Exactly like that. So anyway, so he's one of the characters in the books and he's a funny goof and he had syphilis and he's a really interesting alcoholic and uh, and I think he's a lot of fun. He's a real hoot. But then the other character is, like, probably my favorite uh, 19th century person uh he he has the same energy as uh uh the my pillow guy mike lindell oh you know sure what I mean? so <laughs> his name is boston corbett and he was a uh mad hatter right which is a real thing do you know mm-hmm. about that? that yeah it's like they went nuts from the chemicals used on yeah the hat, exactly right? they used to steam hats in liquid mercury so they would sit in a room like about this big and they would steam hats with mercury all day long so they would just inhale liquid mercury mm-hmm. which at the time they did not know just puts holes in your brain it makes you completely crazy yeah. so there was like a 30 40 year window where it took a while for people to put that together and be like wait a minute your like hat guy is also batshit like that's so weird <laughs> so it took a while to like figure out that it's right. like oh these i think it's the chemicals in the hats but uh <laughs> So anyway, so he was a hat maker, so he was already crazy. And then uh, he uh, lost his job, and he became an alcoholic, and his wife died. And then he uh, uh, was out. Uh, he started. He 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 got sober because he got converted by like street preachers, and mm-hmm. then he became one. And he started shouting at people about Jesus on the street, and he started impersonating Jesus. He drew grew his hair out all along. Impersonating and, him, or thought he was him. Yeah, he like I don't know. That's a weird. Yeah, like I I don't know. If, I don't think he thought he was, but he like was like I think if I. Uh, look like Jesus and make myself sound like what mm-hmm. I think Jesus sounds like. People will listen to me more, and they shout okay. at people about God on the street corner in Boston, as one and, does. Yeah, yeah. 
and then one night a couple prostitutes uh uh started talking to him and he got really horny and he got super mad about it and uh, like ashamed or whatever and he went back to his apartment and he cut his balls off with a pair of scissors oh my and, god and then he didn't even go to the hospital like he just like went and hung out and just took a walk and then he like went to church and he made dinner and then people were like, hey, man, your dick's bleeding, bleeding a lot. Like, yeah. you should probably go to the hospital. And then he almost died in the hospital. And then he gets out of the hospital and uh, he the war civil war starts and he signs up and becomes like a super soldier. And uh, this Even like, though he has no balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This like crazy eunuch joins up in the civil war. And he keeps getting court-martialed because he, like, doesn't respect authority. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, it's, and I, just, I mean, I just have to say it's interesting. I don't know if everyone, if anyone else is thinking this, but, like, I would think, and we need to address the self-castration, but I would think his lack of balls would, like, impact his performance in the military and impact him being such a delinquent. But I guess not. Well, his his brain is full of holes. Like, he's very crazy, too. Oh, right. You know he's what I mean? So it's that, yeah. too. He's still... But he doesn't have the testosterone now. No, he you know, doesn't. You think but, like with a dog, he would just become more docile, but I guess not. No. So like he was like very brave. And yeah. like at one point, like everybody else in his unit got captured. He's the only dude who like continues to fight them off. For, it's like I have nothing left to lose. Yeah, yeah. And then he gets becomes a prisoner of war. He's like one of the only guys who like survives Andersonville prison, which is like a notorious like war crime prison mm-hmm. camp that the South set up or whatever. So anyway, so then he gets uh, he gets out of and so that they... They uh, liberate him from Andersonville, and he has to spend a couple months in the hospital. As soon as he gets out of the hospital, Lincoln gets assassinated. The war ends, and then he's the first guy to volunteer to, like, I'm going to go get that motherfucker. Oh. And he hunts him down for 12 days. He and a, uh, his, like, a cavalry unit, and he chases him down to a barn, and he's the guy who shoots John Wilkes Booth in the head. So that's what happened to John Wilkes Booth, is this crazy eunuch Was Matt he a Hatter. vigilante? Or was he, were they like, yes, no, you're the was, guy? No, it was like, I mean, they assigned that, they assigned a oh. military unit. Okay. To go find Booth, Got and it. he volunteered for that unit. But like, I feel like, like he would have been a vigilante if they if they had oh, said sure. no, we're good. He would have been like, mm, I got yeah, this. he would have gone anyway. Yeah. yeah, and then they're supposed to arrest John Wilkes Booth, but uh, uh, God, uh, who talks to Boston all the time, yeah, uh, tells him to kill him, and so uh, so Boston. Oh wait, sorry, you said they're supposed to arrest him. Yeah, they're supposed to arrest him because yeah, they want to have a big him. trial, right? Because right. it's a big uh, conspiracy. Because yeah. a bunch of people, <clears throat> there was a group, and they were supposed to kill a bunch of people that night. And everybody fucked up their job except John Wilkes Booth. Mm. He's the only guy who actually succeeded. They were supposed to kill the vice president and the secretary of war. They were supposed to kill a bunch of right. people in the same night. Yeah. And John's Real the only Jan one who pulled it off. Situation. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so long story short is that uh, it's too late for that. But uh, they were gonna, they wanted a trial because they wanted to like find out how deep this yeah, conspiracy went. Right. You know, like <coughs> was the vice president up. involved yeah. or whatever? And so then he goes and shoots him in the head. And they think they're like he's they're gonna, they go bring him back to D.C. to court martial him. And they get back, and he's the most famous guy in America. Like this is they have like a Super Bowl parade for mm-hmm. Boston Corbett because right. he's the guy who killed the guy who killed Lincoln. And so they're like, "Well, we can't court martial him. He's like a hero." And he immediately like becomes like super famous, like right at the exact moment that Edwin Booth, like you know, has to like hide in his basement yeah. because he's no longer famous anymore mm-hmm. because he's what his brother. He's like an infamous guy now. Uh, Boston Corbett like takes that role mm-hmm. on. And they make baseball cards with his face on it, and everybody owns them. And wow. like they, everybody wants his autograph. Does everyone know he's castrated? Does anyone know? Yeah, it's not like a secret. Like it's yeah, like it's it's kind of why like everybody in his unit used to make fun of him for it. Whatever. Like he just yeah, it's just like a thing. Like ah, oh, this guy with no balls. So so <laughs> anyway, he gets uh, they start booking him on theater tours, and he starts going around the country reenacting the assassination of John Wilkes, how he killed John Wilkes Booth. Amazing. <clears throat> but he's really crazy, and mm-hmm. so like his shows are awful. Like every time I you read, like I read a lot of newspapers in the 1800s uh-huh. to write this book and like every single review is like it was a f- disaster because <laughs> you know, like, he can't stay on point and he just right. starts rambling and starts yelling about God 
and whatever. And so that guy ends up uh, eventually moving to a hole in the ground in Kansas because he thinks John Wilkes Booth is trying to kill him. Okay. The guy who he yeah, killed 12 sure. years earlier. So he digs a giant hole in the middle of Kansas and just like moves in there with guns pointed at the doors uh, to the opening of the hole. Wow. Just like waiting for John Wilkes Booth to come get him. So, yeah. And then he gets sent to an asylum and he escapes. It's a whole fucking thing. There's a whole, it's a big, it's a big fun, goofy story. Yeah. And it's told like, it's kind of like, uh, tonally, it's like drunk history, right? Mm-hmm. It's sort of the way right. I did, but yeah, there's sharp jokes in right. it. And, so, yeah, it's delightful. It's a lot of fun. I need to correct myself because I said killing the guys who killed the guy who killed Lincoln. It, that just, is what it's called. Killing oh, it the is. guys who killed the guy who killed Lincoln. Because there is an argument. I am, I am positing. Well, first of all, it's a parody of like I'm, I'm lampooning uh, Bill O'Reilly's dumb series of books. You know how his books oh, are all yes. like killing Kennedy and I killing forgot about Lincoln. That, yeah. and, because he stretches it, killing Patton. Patton was not killed. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. killing, like what? I can't remember. There's a whole bunch of them mm-hmm. that, like, initially it was like killing Kennedy. Okay, I get that one. And then he just started doing that. And it's got, it's just because there's a book is about, and it's like, you know, killing Mr. Rogers. Like, you didn't fucking kill <laughs> nobody. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? That's kind of how it. <clears throat> so, uh, so yeah, so it's killing the guys who killed the guys who killed Lincoln. And the reason I'm arguing that, that Edwin Booth is part of that too is because it's kind of Edwin's fault in a way, because Edwin was, like I said, super famous mm-hmm. and then his brother shows up and wants to be an actor and he's like look i don't want you like no because you're gonna fuck up the family name right because everybody kind of knew john was shitty like uh-huh. there's even like letters back and forth <clears throat> between the rest of the family who's like he's not very good at acting mm-hmm. right like that's like they wrote it all down and so but john was like a megalomaniac and like wouldn't be dissuaded and he was like i'm gonna be an actor anyway and so Edwin was like, all right, well, here's the deal then. If you want to be an actor, you have to perform south of the Mason-Dixon line. Mm. So he basically kicked John to the south <laughs> in like the late 1850s, right. like right when the Civil War was starting to boil up. <clears throat> so the only people John got to spend time with and talk to for like three, a couple straight years was like he basically just like lived in the south and got radicalized by them. And that's so it's kind of Edwin's fault, too. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Wow. So that's the logic. So if someone wants to read or listen to this book, yeah. do they have to subscribe to the service? Yeah, but there's a, there's a free trial, right? Ooh. So if you just go to mm-hmm. Everand and just look for my book, like Killing the Guys Who Killed right. the Guy Who Killed Lincoln, or type in my name, mm-hmm. Jesse Joyce, there will be a, three, a free 30-day trial. Oh, cool. So you can sign up and you get three free 30 mm-hmm. days and then you can just cancel it and then you can read it for free, basically. There so, you go. Or listen to it. Right. And I read the audiobook, so it's pretty Either. fast. I do. I, I talk fast. <laughs> um, all right. Oh no! Now I'm coughing. What have oh, you done to me? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Asthma's not contagious. I promise. <laughs> all right. I think it's time now uh-huh. to do my new segment. Okay. About favorite products. Oh sure. The segment does not have a name that we've settled on yet. It might be. Does it have a jingle? You have like a no, music not, sting yet? Not yet. Okay. I mean, any minute probably. <laughs> okay. Cool. Podcast picks no product picks no podcast. What is it? I, I it's PPPP. It I, I might have it in the notes from the other recording. Let's it's see. product picks from podcast. No podcast pals product picks. That's right. Mouthful. Pro- well, yeah. Okay. Podcast sure. pals product picks. Podcast pals product. Picks. Or, or yeah, something yeah, or something different. Sure. You know, I don't know. But that anyway, yeah. What are yeah. some of your favorite? things <clears throat> uh so my fa- the best purchase i ever made was this past year and it is a uh gigantic removable uh take downable uh intex above ground swimming pool oh right? yeah so, so awesome with the uh-huh. kids because it, it's not that like whatever it's 
like to put in a pool is, you know, a lot of money, quite a lot of money. Yeah. This total, I think it's like 700 bucks or something. Wow. <clears throat> and we're like all in. And I have a gigantic, it's like bigger than this room, this mm-hmm. pool, and it has a big ladder. And like the kids, like we spend every day this summer in the pool and it's super fun. Like How they're deep six is and it? four. It's four and a half feet. So mm-hmm. like it, my daughter could, uh, like I didn't fill it all the way. So, because right. you know, I wanted to stick around. So, but, <laughs> but if she was standing on her tiptoes, like it would come like right up to under her chin, uh-huh. like right up above her chin. Right. So like I felt confident that she wouldn't necessarily like i mean i have to be in the pool with her the yeah, whole time but course. still like it was like i could turn around and look at my son for a second mm-hmm. and she could stand you know yeah. so uh yeah but uh but yeah oh um, man it was great like and then they have like essentially completely learned to swim in that time so, so like cool. over the summer so both kids can swim so and then the other one i would say is uh was a thing that i espoused for years like my kids don't need it anymore because they're six and four mm-hmm. But his baby was the magic Merlin sleep suit. You oh, know yeah. That thing? Uh-huh. Right. Which just turns them into like a starfish. And then they can't. <laughs> yeah. It's like a fat suit for babies. Right. It totally. Like one is. of those sumo, sumo costumes. Yes. Hmm. And then they can't turn over. Right. They can right. flip around. Because mm-hmm. like my son was like would flip flipped around like real early. And mm-hmm. then like we it was like our first kid and we were like super worried that he was just going to like suffocate, suffocate in the night. Because right. that's what every parent freaks yeah. out about. You know? And uh, and so anyway, so we first got him. Like it was these pajamas that had just a giant strip of Velcro on the back. Uh, oh my god, you Velcroed him to his yeah, bed. yeah, and you just like <laughs> like that, and then he would be stuck like on his like back, a, like a turtle on it, mm-hmm. on his shell on his yeah, back. exactly, just like that, and he would just kind of flop around a little bit, but he couldn't move around. Yeah, and then just in the morning, he would just like peel him up off his bed. Just <laughs> I cannot and, believe this is a thing. And then well, and then I we told our pediatrician like well, this great thing we found there. Like she was like, what the fuck? You don't you, you can't Velcro a child to a bed? What are you doing? <laughs> so we we're like, oh, oops. So then we found that thing. Which is great. We used it for a long yeah. time because they can't move their arm. They can't. Uh, their jo- joints are no longer mo- mobile because right. it's like a big sumo costume. Mm-hmm. And so, but they're. Then, co- but it's. I mean, but if anyone's listening, thinking like, "Oh, that sounds awful," it's like comforting <laughs> to them. It's I like, wish they made one for adults. Yes, that's it's how when they're cozy. It seems it's like a sleeping bag that yes. goes on your arms and legs. Yes, like it's a sleeping bag with sleeves and legs. Right, essentially, and uh, but it would prevent them from also climbing out right. of the crib because. They didn't have it's like a, little a lot of motility. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so those would be my two picks of fucking products that saved us a lot of time and energy. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We, it's like for when they're when they've broken free of the swaddle, mm-hmm. but they're not ready for whatever the next thing is. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay. Tell What's me yours? more about this pool. Oh. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you have one? Are you supposed no. to have one? Oh, pool? it's my job to have one. Oh, oh, I see. A Am product. I supposed to have a product? A, a, a yes. No, no, I, I, I just have your product. <coughs> but I mean, if okay. I, I could think of something that I'm super into, what am I super into right now? You know, I. <laughs> what'd you do? <laughs> oh, that's good. Yeah. I thought you were going. Yeah. Uh, no, I bought these um, reusable cotton rounds mm-hmm. uh, for removing makeup and things like that. Yeah. And I just put them in the wash when I'm done. Oh. And then I you reuse them. And for some reason, I just, I mean, and it's not, yes, the environment, but it's not that that much. It, it, just, it just feels better to be not like wiping paper on my face all the time, I guess. Yeah. So. I think you should picture... 
all the sea turtles you're saving as you're doing it. You know what I mean? I like think so you too. feel smug about yourself when you do yeah. it, you know, because it's like this will never be me. swallowed by a sea turtle. Yeah. I'm like yeah. a person who carries around my own bamboo straw. Yeah, good for you. But I'm I'm not, but yeah. if I were. Yeah. Why why are we coughing so much in the studio? Is there <clears throat> I think that you have some sort of asbestos issue in here. I think I'm gonna have to contact one of those uh late night mesothelioma lawyers. Yes. So. Mm. So this anyway, pool, did so you pool. were you able to install it yourself? Yes. So I mean, in theory, it was like, oh, the kids will help. But fuck mm-hmm. that, they don't. They're not helpful at all. But <laughs> Do you yeah, build you just, it. Yeah, like, yeah, you build it. Like so, it, it is like a round. It looks. It's a true above ground pool. Yeah, it looks exactly like a round, a big round, above ground pool. Right. And uh, and it's just like a series of bars that connect, mm-hmm. and like then they go into the they they stake into the ground or whatever, and then just the weight of the water right. pushing up against the uh, all of the uh, upward facing tent poles basically uh-huh. holds it in place. Was so. your wife excited about it? <clears throat> no, but she was more excited about this one than the previous version. I upgraded. That's what was the other the previous thing. version. The previous version was it was also an Intex pool, but it was a cauldron, right? It was like a small. <laughs> Like, cause they were babies right. and it was probably, you know, eight feet around and mm. it was held up by an inflatable ring. Mm. And so the ring would float and that would keep the cauldron full of water. Right. Yeah. And so we had that and that just like looked more hideous, you know, mm-hmm. and this one was a nice big pool. You could actually swim like, you know, like not like laps in, but right. you could get a few strokes across yeah. the pool in it and you could swim to the bottom. And it was like, Did it really felt like $700. Yeah. It wasn't bad. How is that only seven hundred? I mean, for what you're getting, for you're getting a whole pool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so it's pretty great because Greg comes with Fitzsimmons a filter and stuff like that and the whole thing. Right, so. Greg Fitzsimmons is always <coughs> evangelizing about um, a hot tub, and that's like six thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah, no, but this and is like vinyl. A, do you fill and- it with a hose? Yeah, you just fill it with the hose. Yeah. How long does it take to fill? Which I thought also, I was like, well, that maybe is where they get you, right? Is that then the water bill was going to... But right. it wasn't even that. It's it's 4,500 gallons is how many gallons it fits, right? Mm-hmm. So, which is like half the size of like a... I From what I got, from what I gathered from... Uh, you have to go to pool stores, right? Now, yeah. like I've never been to a pool store. I didn't store, even know there were to, pool stores. Oh, dude, there's pool stores all over the place here because it's LA, right? So, but uh, yeah, you go to pool stores and then you have to like, you know, like you'll read the back of the chemicals mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're always like for 10,000 gallon pools, right? Which, so I, I gather that's the standard, standard size for right. a pool. So mine's like half that, yeah. which is pretty decent for two small kids. What's so, what's this pool doing right now? I t- had spent two weekends taking it down just this mm. past, uh, just the past two weekends. It was my, I had to do that and it's a big goddamn nuisance but uh i did it and i packed it away all nice and i feel very good about myself and so i it is all set and ready to go to be like reinstalled i think it'll be kind of like a ritual for me yeah summer you know like it's time to set the pool up you know this is a pretty good idea because because now i have the yard back too by the way that's the other thing is like it does take up a, a big chunk of the yard like and and then like now it seems like we have like this enormous amount of space, mm-hmm. you know, like that we didn't have before. It's the same yard, but like to have that back for the right. winter is super fun. Right. So. Yeah. We did swim lessons <clears throat> for Elliot. And did you go to the Jim Herrick swim school? I sure did. That's where we went to. That's where yeah. most people go. And that's like whatever, 50 bucks for 20 minutes, right? Which it's great. That's what and I, was I recommend say. it. No, it, I feel like it's for the fundamentals. It that's what I was going to say. It's fucking expensive. But yeah, it's very expensive. Yeah. And so. I now had my kids can swim now, and it's. I mean, they gave them a baseline, but throwing them in the pool every right. day is what taught them how yeah. to swim. Yeah, so. I know because Elliot's like, "Can I do swim lessons again? Can I do swim lessons again?" And I'm like, "Yes." 
<laughs> I mean, that's the sound of someone who's like, that is, I don't know if we can afford that right now. Your kids are the same age as my kids. Yeah. And they are exactly the right dimensions mm-hmm. for this pool. They are the perfect size for it. And uh, man, it is great. So, right. Yeah. Can't All say right. enough good things about it. Awesome. Super Thank fun. you. Great yeah. picks. Sure. Okay, cool. Do you happen to have a just me or everyone? I do. I do. Okay. I have, I have, I, I would say I have two, like the one that I think is more dramatic. Okay. Hang on one second. Because sure. we do have a thing. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? Did you get Randy Newman to record? I did. Your yeah, he was like, it's "I only amazing. do podcasts now." Look, there's a fly right here. Oh, there is. Just chilling out. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you want? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know. Like, I mean, is it my prerogative to kill your fly? You know what I mean? It's in your studio. It would have been okay if you had. Oh, yeah, okay. but I was debating. I sure. Honestly, I was debating it. I'm like, I could just reach over there and just smack this motherfucker. Yeah, you could. Then but- I would look like a barbaric no that's okay i wouldn't have judged you for that at all and i would have if it was in my own uh, podcasting yeah. studio i would have which i don't have but if i right had, yeah i would have smashed it but i felt like i don't want to smash your flies it's not my place that's nice yeah yeah so yeah. anyway just so, know everyone yeah so uh like i said i have two and uh, uh i'm a but but the more dramatic of the two that is a fight that i've had constantly with everybody is uh i think concerts are stupid oh my god never been to a i've been to two concerts in my whole life and i fucking don't get it wait two i think it's dumb yeah two my whole life i'm 45 oh my god i don't go to concerts i think it's a clearly yeah to me it's like and i'm not opposed to music i like Mm -hmm. music right uh it's just that and i here's the thing i know i think i know that i'm wrong because Mm. Of how much everybody fights me about this, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like so, because the fact that you've never once met someone who agrees with you, or I have you. actually met like maybe two people will sheepishly go like, actually, I kind of agree with you, but like I am usually the one that takes the heat for this. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's like uh, it, to me, it's you're like I music is something that can be experienced, like when you're a car, when you're doing something, when you're t- tearing down your swimming pool, mm. when you're doing a thing, like it is in the background, it's a thing. I don't get what you get out of watching. It's an auditory experience. I don't get what you get out of watching a guy play drums. Like, I don't see what the playing of it does. Like, the making of the music is uninteresting to me. Mm -hmm. The end result, the product, the music, I like that. Yeah. But I need to see you make it. It's Mm -hmm. like cooking shows to me, too. It's the same thing. Right. Like, I get people, a lot of people watch cooking shows, but like, why the fuck do I want to watch somebody cook? Mm -hmm. And I need to see you play guitar right you know like i would just hear you play guitar once you've recorded it i'll hear the guitar you know uh, like like this be- this is between you and you the band it- like this is between you guys yeah exactly you know like you don't done. need to have me come watch it you know and, <laughs> and to my point like they, that's why they have to add a bunch of bullshit like flash pots of mm-hmm. like fire shooting up and kiss has to wear a bunch of makeup to mm-hmm. keep it interesting like otherwise like what the fuck are you watching you're just watching four guys play instruments like what is the point of that like you know what I'm saying? I didn't, nobody knows what I'm saying. Like, no, I didn't. I'm sorry. But, I'm waiting. I'm wondering at what point to let you know. Tony is a drummer in Motion City Soundtrack. <laughs> oh, no, sure. Like a really very big band. Is that a famous band? Uh, that's the yes. thing. Like, Fam- I don't famous. know. Okay, uh, but among I don't people all- of a certain age group, they're mm-hmm. like, everyone's very excited about well, that. Well, for what it's worth, anytime like a big band comes on the show, like somebody will pitch uh, on Kimmel. 
Like somebody recently pitched that like Jesse argues with Metallica about why <laughs> why live music is stupid, <laughs> right? <laughs> so like like it's like a known like weirdness about me that yeah. everybody can't understand why. Like I have to fight with people about it all the time, right? Um. So, but like, yeah. Uh, I get. And here's this is gonna sound weird too because it's not even like I don't like the genre of music per se. It's not bad, but I get musicals. Because there's something to see. Mm-hmm. There's a thing happening, right? right? Like there's a story being told in the in the in the deliverance of the music. Yeah. Like I'm getting a, a a whole or an opera too. Like it's like oh, there's something going mm-hmm. on here. Like you know, not that that's my favorite genre of music either. Right? But, <laughs> like I think I like music that a lot of people like, but I just don't need to watch them make it. But if there's if you give me something to watch. Like a music video or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then there's some value. But but that's the other part. Music videos oftentimes just show them playing the goddamn instruments. And who the fuck cares about that? Now, how do you feel about going to watch like a live taping of a sh- of a sh- uh, TV show? I don't like that either. I don't like, yeah. Is it as pointless? Is it as like con- confounding to I you? I also as don't like music? being in an audience. I don't like okay. sitting in the dark in a chair. Mm-hmm. You know, like, or, and what's worse is concerts, like, people stand up and they yeah. shout, you know, and it's like, fuck, I got to stand up and shout also. Like, I'm not, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, it's a real bummer because I know my daughter, like, I'm going to have to, like, take her to, like, whatever, who the fuck the next Taylor Swift is mm-hmm. going to be in 13 years. I'm going to have to go to those. Like, I'm sure I'm going to. Right. You know, and I'm just going to, I'm just dreading it already. You know? <laughs> so, so yeah. So, so that's like what, something I know it's like, it's probably just me. It's, <laughs> Did I do this right? Is that a good one? Yeah, that's okay. really good. All right. That's really good. Um, what are the two concerts you've been to? I thought that was good. I, want, I, needed, <laughs> yeah. I needed to know. <laughs> so I went to ACDC on my own volition okay. in high school because I like ACDC, mm-hmm. and I did at the time, too. And so I uh, was like, yeah, sure. My friends wanted to go, and I was like, yeah, that'll be fun. And then I went, and it was just like... Wait, did you have really bad seats? Like, I mean, I guess they weren't great seats, mm-hmm. but they weren't like... We could see ACDC. Right, right. We saw Angus hopping around back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, well, yeah, all right, there he is. He's in a little <laughs> sailor suit bouncing around. Like, <laughs> he's got to do that to make it seem interesting. Yeah. Watching him play guitar is not particularly mm-hmm. interesting. But then the weird part, it was like, it's not a fun experience, too, because, like, there's all these, like, like, weirdly, the, there were two groups of people that were there. There were, like, people our age, like, high school, when we were in high school. Mm-hmm. And then there were also, like, our dad's mm-hmm. age people yeah. that were there. And they were the ones who were, like, ill-behaved asshole you know what i mean like i was like waiting in line to use the bathroom and he's like all the urinals were used up and some dude who just could have been my dad some guy in his like late 40s at the time like just kind of sauntered in all wasted and was like you pussies aren't gonna use the sink and then just pissed in the sink Ew. you know it was just like ah oh, man like i don't need to come to concerts like these are dumb and and i don't blame acdc for that like so and then uh there was uh i got dragged to because other people wanted to go and just peer pressure i went to a smashing pumpkins concert mm. and i didn't care about that at all either. right so yeah were you into so. smashing pumpkins at all though i mean i like a couple of their songs you know right. like but not enough yeah. to but there's i don't think there's any band i like <coughs> an entire album's worth of their songs you know what i mean like, oh my god so really like i like a couple songs you know that people do you like know? you don't have a favorite album I don't know. I don't, I don't think I would. To be honest with you, most of the time, like, so like I listen to, I'm turning my son is very into Green Day right now, mm-hmm. who's six, you know? So he keeps asking me to, and I remember Dookie being a pretty solid album yeah. growing up, like when I was in high school. Like, I remember liking most of those songs. So I was like, oh, that seems like a safe bet. And he's really into it or whatever. But if it were me, just, and I would, I usually listen to podcasts and history bullshit in the car. 
because I feel like I'm learning something. But uh, if I were to listen to music, it would be classical music or like jazz or some shit, mm-hmm. you know, just like something that's just in the background that I can just drive and think or whatever, right? you know? What about so. going to like a live podcast taping? I don't know. I mean, I, look, and I know this is super weird because this was something I'm surprised you guys haven't thrown back in my face. Going already, to see a comedian like, versus yeah, jokes, Like, how the yeah. fuck would you not want people? But like, I, I don't really quite have an answer for that. I do know that with laughter, that it's contagious mm-hmm. and there is value in things are funnier when uh, right. everybody's laughing together. So I see, but like, I don't think that songs are better when people are shouting. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, sometimes like, they're worse. Yeah, or actually. or singing along. I think that makes it worse too, right? Yeah. Like, so, and also the math of like, I know in my heart that Bon Jovi does not want to be, the the thing I want him to do, if I were a person who wanted to go to concerts, is to sing Shot Through the Heart. And that is the fucking last thing he wants to do. You know what I mean? Like, because why would he want to fucking truck that goddamn song out again? But he's got to do it every night. Yeah. And act like he gives a shit. You know what I mean? And to me, it's like being a funeral director almost. You know what I mean? Like where they have to like muster the give a fuck. Okay. It's every so time funny you say that dies, because, you know, it's so funny you say that because <clears throat> I, when I watched like TikToks of Taylor Swift doing her recent tour. Yeah. Um, which every single person I know was at that. And I was like, I, I when, when did this Taylor, I know this makes it sound old. I know, I'm no, not really saying does, when did Taylor Swift happen. It does feel like she has graduated into like an Elvis in the last yeah, year. Like, right. like, like prior and, to that, she was just like a popular pop mm-hmm. star. But it feels like in the last yeah. year, it's like she's our, it, like she's cult-like to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a, there's a level that it has achieved that has not happened very often. I felt like, like I was Christ, the like, only why are you guys person making me give a fuck about Taylor Swift. I feel like I was the so. only person not at her because she did six nights or something. Uh huh. Well, no, I wasn't there either, by the way. So, uh, yeah. me neither. My therapist had to reschedule with me because she was going. Like mm. that's how. Yeah. Every it was crazy. Okay. Yeah, I know. I, like, well, we're the only three people who didn't yeah. go. Like people that I did, wouldn't have expected would be there mm-hmm. were posting from there. But anyway, watching this footage and. I was, and this probably speaks more to me, but I was just like, she has to do that every night? Yeah. Like, oh my God, does she like it? And she probably likes it a lot. But in my mind, it's like this Faust, <laughs> this Faustian bargain she's made yeah. where now she has to do all these concerts. Well, but that's what every band has to do. You know I know, what but I, mean? I like, think they like it. I guess. I mean, do you, like, I don't know. Well, you, I like, know. you like performing, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's I like do. like that for them. Yeah, but the, the but what I like about doing stand up is is new jokes. Mm. Is like I get to. I used to live with a guy who was in a band that we used to argue about this all the time. And that stand up is way better because you don't need to rely on three other dudes to have their shit together to like go do right. a gig. Mm. So that's big w- in the win column for mm-hmm. stand up. The other thing is that like when people would go to see their favorite con, like Carlin or whatever. All they wanted to do is hear his new shit. Yeah. Whereas when people go to see U2, mm-hmm. all they want to hear is the fucking, you know, whatever, Joshua Tree album, you know? And it's right. just like, what a bummer that must be for U2 to have to like, but we have new shit and people are like, yeah, all right, you can do that. But right. make sure you end with the one that I've fucking heard every time I get in my car for 30 years, you know? How <laughs> so, How does it feel know. This playing... is probably insulting to you and I'm oh, sorry. I, hey, feel okay. how you feel. It's all, all right. good. How does it feel... Do you guys have new stuff you're playing? No. Okay. Uh, so well, all so it's all the hits. It's all hits. Quote unquote hits. Yeah. I will say it, it is like 
Yeah. Sometimes before a show, like maybe you're, you know, you have those days where you're just like, I don't really feel like doing this today. But I will say, being on that other side of it, you know, sometimes you start a song and you see and hear the crowd react to it. Uh And it's, it feels pretty fucking good. Okay. Yeah. Can't, can't lie about like that'll kind of give you that boost (laughs) of like, you didn't think you want to do this and then you start and then it's like, oh. Yeah. Well, uh, you I get. I mean, I I do. Like, I don't mean to. It sounds condescending. Like, I don't mean to be so condescending to you two who does not need my sympathy or you <laughs> for like. Oh, I'm sorry, you have to play the same song over and over again. I get why you do it, right? Because it's, it's. I'm sure it's fun to play drums. It's probably you get something. I I get live performance too. I don't get the people who want to go to it. Like that's what I don't mm-hmm. get. Like the people who sit there and go woo. <laughs> and you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. And it's like you have that song in your in your yeah. fucking. Car. I definitely have less. Less desire to do it as I get old. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, now you see live music so. all the time in your job. Oh, I don't. As a Kimmel writer. Oh, you I, avoid I it. I could if I wanted to, but I mean, it's one of the. <laughs> you want to watch? You know, it's one funny. Song. It's like there are several things that are like perks of the job, uh-huh. and and of L.A. too. Like I don't really particularly like Mexican food, and that's one of the big selling points. I don't particularly like the sun. You know. Like, yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody's like, ah, well, those are the two things in L.A. One of the big perks of working at Kimmel is like you get to see awesome bands. Like I think Kimmel is known for having like yeah. you know like breaks cool bands right. or whatever. It has like a particularly good taste in music for the show, and like a lot of the other writers are. Like yeah, like they'll just like bail to go watch somebody sound check, and I'm like, no, thank you, so, never ever, never once, no. I I <laughs> I have accidentally walked through it, mm-hmm. you know, when like somebody that is a big deal is doing their right. Oh, you know, and I had to like I've been to tons of award shows too where I've had to like begrudgingly sit through it, and I'm like, I have thought to myself on so many occasions like, God, this is so meaningful to so many people, and I am absolutely not one of them. <laughs> You know, like I wrote for the BET Awards and like fucking Usher and like whatever. They're like, there's like nine of us in this audit. Like it's a show for me. And like, I cannot be bothered to like fucking care (laughs) that this is happening. You know, like Beyonce's rehearsing and like, I I have nothing against her. I just like don't want to fucking watch her sing. I don't see what the point is. That's it. (laughs) I know I'm wrong. Okay. (laughs) Okay, well, see, when you said you had been at two concerts in your life, I found myself thinking, how have you not accidentally ended up at more? Because I but don't it sounds go. Like you have, but you have. You've walked through them and things like that. Well, no, I mean, like, 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 no, it's like when I, like, you know, I have another bit and I bustle through while they're rehearsing or, yes, or I've been stuck in the audience because I have to watch the right. whole rehearsal because yeah. I'm writing for the host. And then there's the musical thing and they have to go through the whole thing mm-hmm. for time. So they have to know how long fucking Usher's performance is. So like we have to hear him listen to sing the whole goddamn song. So I have to sit through that or whatever. You know what I mean? So like that. So I've been stuck, but that's not, I don't think that's like a concert. Yeah, no, no, But that's still like watching live live music music and I don't, I think that's dumb. That's the, that's the core of it. Right. Is I think watching people play instruments, I don't, I don't understand what you get. Have you ever played an instrument? No. I mean, well, I play harmonica in the car because I, when I used to be a road, when I was a road comic, it was Mm -hmm. the only thing you could play along with while you're, you know? And then I, I did saxophone in grade school for a thing and for a minute and was like, this is dumb. So, yeah. (laughs) I respect people who can play music though. I really do. Like, that looks really really hard. Like, no, 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 no. I just, (laughs) I don't want to watch you do it. I'll listen to it and I'll enjoy the music when I hear it. You know what I mean? But it's like, no, I get it. Like I was an I was an art major. Like I get art. Like you know, like I like paintings. I don't want to watch some fucking guy paint. Like you know what I mean? Like why the fuck would you want to watch Monet blurrily paint? That's fucking 
nonsense. I the finished product is the painting is neat. Like I don't need to see them paint it. Maybe like you know? Monet though. You don't. We don't want to watch him paint. No, Monet's a fraud anyway. So I I can get into that. We can get into that on another podcast. But if you want, but give me but, the but, give me like the broad strokes of that. All right. So okay, quickly, just because uh, uh, describe a Monet. Like just use adjectives. Like what's a word that you would use to describe a Monet painting if you can picture it in your mind? Um, watery. Okay, Tony, do you have a? I I literally don't know. Okay, uh, would would blurry be in the? Yeah. In the lexicon yeah. of words you would use? Yeah. yeah they're blurry, right? Mm-hmm. They look kind of blurry. Right. Blurry. That's what that's where the term impressionism comes from, right? right? Was cause some critic at the time was like, Oh, that Monet was a can't paint a sunset, he paints an impression of a sunset. Oh, right? It was meant I as didn't a realize, yeah. And then all these like art dorks were like, You're goddamn right, he paints an impression of a sunset. I'm gonna do that too. And it's they the started painting of sunset, like that yeah. too. And they all started that's the Monet started the impressionist movement. Mm-hmm. They all started doing that, right? Well, here's a fun fact. Monet had fucking cataracts and they didn't know what the fuck it was. The time and so oh, Monet, that's what he saw and so if you see a painting that monet did in the early 1880s and you see one in the late 1880s mm-hmm. it's way fucking blurrier because his cataracts got worse so that fucking guy couldn't see what he was painting that's it that's the whole deal with monet so, <laughs> so like the thing with the, br- the bridge and stuff yeah it's just fucking blurry because that can't was see cataract the, right monet. yeah exactly <laughs> <clears throat> anyway so <clears throat> that's how i feel about that but interesting yeah i think like art critic bullshit is stupid so but wait i have a question though yeah okay but do you like his stuff? Eh, not really. Okay. No. But if you did. If I did. Okay. Would it matter that he didn't hadn't done it on purpose? Yeah, well, no, I don't mind that he, like, whatever. I feel bad for him that he had cataracts and couldn't mm-hmm. do anything about it because they didn't have LASIK surgery right. at the time or whatever would fix that. But, yeah. but the people I think are absurd are, like, all those, like, art phonies who then uh. started painting, that, who started the Impressionist movement. Right. Like, I'm going to paint like that. Like, you had cataracts. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. That's, that is but do you think absurd. do you think all art should look like Rembrandt? No, 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 I don't. Like, I don't mind. Like, you don't mind abstract like, stuff. Like uh, Picasso did that on purpose, mm-hmm. right? And if you look, you could see the Picasso. He's not even my favorite or anything, but like, I respect what he did because whatever he did that purposefully to make a statement, right? Or whatever. It, so it sounds but if like you look at early Picasso, like that motherfucker could paint right. and draw. Like he, like you, he could very accurately capture something. If he wanted to, mm-hmm. he chose to do that, and that's what I respect. Like, I think that's cool that he invented a way to right. do that. Right. So intention, thing intention was just is like, important for you. Yeah, yeah. If you just pepper sprayed yourself and then tried to paint a pond, you'd get the same exact effect. You know? Like, it doesn't... It's, it's, yeah. He didn't do In it this purpose. scenario, though, if I painted a pond regularly, I'm painting some kind of good pond versus pepper spray, and it's like a bad pond, when the truth is they're both going to be pretty bad. For me. Sure. Okay. You know. Yeah. Um, I also don't think his subject matters are interesting. Like, I don't give a shit about Right. Plans, right. You know? But anyway. So you went to art school. Yeah. Were you doing, what kind of, were you doing visual art? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so like, I can kind of draw and paint and stuff like that. I, I, I chose to, I went in, I, I, stand up was the first, like, art form that I found that was, like, that had none of that pretension. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like in any kind of like even music, I feel like there is a degree of that where like because my my, uh, my so you're a drummer by the mm-hmm. way. My cousin is like a percussionist, like a, a successful one too, I think. Uh-huh. Um, and um, yeah, like he's like played at Carnegie Hall and shit like oh, that, cool. whatever. And, but he does like real like or at least he used to do like real avant garde stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And it's like smart people would explain to me that that's really good. I respect him a lot. I like I love my cousin. We get along great. But like some of the stuff, the like experimental shit was like. Oh, okay. I guess. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I guess that's, you know. So his name's Doug Perkins. He's he's great. Like and he 
but he the, the Picasso thing too. Like he could play the shit out of like a drum set. Like mm-hmm. he is just a genuinely like super talented percussionist. But then he like did like super avant garde. Like he went to a, a glacier and tried to uh, break it with a timpani or whatever the fuck, and like he <laughs> would he like successful? smashed a million teacups with something and mm. whatever. Like just you know John like Cage style. stuff like that. The two like people who care about the art of music are like, oh yeah, no, you're a dummy because you don't get why that's good, mm. right? That's the thing to me with stand up. You no no one could ever do that. Like you could do that with paintings and you could do it with mm-hmm. music it's more and you pure. could do it. Yeah, but like with stand up it's like it's like you do either laugh or you don't. You know what I mean? And like nobody can go like, well, you're just mm-hmm. <laughs> well, here's why. Like Lenny Bruce is important. It's not funny. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever funny. I don't think anybody who anybody who tells you like Lenny Bruce is hilarious, they're a fucking liar. Yeah. Or they're eighty back in when it was funny. Right. Because right? it's just not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. So like, but you can't, that's what I mean. You can like, nobody says he's your favorite comic. They, people respect him, but it's not like, you know, so right. anyway, that's my, whatever. Uh, how do we get onto this? So, oh, you were asking me about art. Yes. So. Cause you, yeah, you said you had gone to art school. Yeah. Um, all right. And lastly, do you have a, Hey, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah, I do. And I, 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 my first thought was, um, not what I want to do. Um, so I wrote down somebody and I'm trying to remember who I wrote down. Okay. Because my first thought was a guy from grade school, but that makes me look weird. Well, I so. think it makes you look human. <laughs> oh, I do. I, I have written down kid from grade school. I thought I came up with a better one, but I didn't. Well, let's hear about that guy. So so I don't even know. I couldn't even tell you what his name is. I have no fucking idea who he was. So I, it was like, this is like the first, I think I would consider this the first like joke I ever did in my entire, right? It like set me on the path to like, I'm good at getting laughs. And that seems like a path forward for me where like people think it's cool when I make jokes. And so I'm going to do that. Like, so that was like, this is my very first, we, we, it was, I was in first grade. So I was like that dude's age. Mm-hmm. Right. And, uh, or my son's age now. And I could totally see my son doing the same thing. It was like gym class. We had to change for gym class and there was a folding chair in the, in the boys bathroom. And I was like, Hey guys, watch this. I'm going to, pee into the urinal from across the room like knowing the absurdity of it like the Uh full-on like there's no like you know what i mean but i like really set it up like it was gonna be a magic trick and i just set the chair up on the back of the room and then i just like peed on the floor like right in front of them (laughs) right and i was like ta-da right and everybody it crushed right like with a room with a bathroom full of first graders yeah it was the funniest shit ever (laughs) and then this is it's so confusing to me like because i it's my little first grade memory of it some like eighth grader came in like burst in and saw that happening and was like, you get down from there. And then he took me to the principal's office. Oh, my God. Yeah. And it was like some kind of like hall monitor dude Jeez. or whatever. And like, I was like so frightened that I was going to get in trouble. And then like, I've pieced this together in adulthood. So then like, we go up. I remember going to the office and being like, oh, shit. Like, he's gonna, they're going to call me. Like, I'm in huge trouble now. Mm-hmm. And I remember the secretary being like, you know, Kevin, she's busy or whatever. Like, I don't remember what her, his name was. I just made that up. But right. the point was, I get the sense now in hindsight that this kid like did that a lot. All the time, like he yeah. was always like reporting right. shit. So whoever he is, fuck him. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that dude. Who, like, and so then I came back to class and I was, it worked out for me. Cause then it was like, Oh shit. Like he also got out of trouble. That's awesome. Cause everybody in my class thought like, well, he's done. He's like, yeah. Going to the principal's office. And then I came back unscathed because, like, we I didn't get to go to the principal's office. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it worked out. But, like, what was the motivation? 
of that. And at the time, he seemed huge. But in hindsight, I know what eighth, eighth graders are like 12, right? They're not that. Yeah, 12 or 13. I can totally kick the shit out of a Probably, now, yeah. You know? So, yeah. but my, my point is, like, it was just such a weird, I don't get his motivation. So that, that's I bet he was be. deeply unliked. <clears throat> I think I, so. I dislike him right I, it, now. It seems like like Ted Cruz behavior. Yes. You know what I mean? Like that's the kind <laughs> of uh, 12-year-old Ted Cruz yes. probably was. You know, would like patrol the halls. Yes. Searching for something he perceived as an injustice. Right. You know? Like so, yeah. And it was a funny bit by, by first grader standards. I think it was pretty you know? good. Yeah. So, yeah. so <laughs> hey, sad. hey, Kevin. Hey, hey. Fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I want to be clear. I made up that name in case there is a Kevin I went to school with. It wasn't, I, I right. just literally just made it up in the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, I don't like that guy. Yeah. It's fucked up. Yeah. You know what else I have a kind of a weird problem mm. with too? If mm. do we have time? Yeah. Uh, is, um, I, I am fascinated. I have a love hate relationship. This might also fall into the, it's only me thing too. Like it might be a both mm. is the Bubba gum shrimp company. Oh, <laughs> Do, do tell, because I went there once and wow. So it is just the most baffling concept to me. I feel like there is some really dark, nefarious shit that has to mm-hmm. be going on there. And sure. I have no proof, but I don't understand how it has not only remained in business, but has flourished uh-huh. because it is a theme restaurant that is leaning really hard into a theme that is a movie from 1996 <laughs> that everyone was fine with. And they have not freed themselves of it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, BMW like started out making Nazi plane engines mm-hmm. and then they evolved as a company. And that's no longer what they, Coca-Cola or Pepsi used to make medicine. You know yeah. what I mean? Like they used to, Pepsi used mm. to like Pepsi, whatever the fuck it was like for indigestion. Mm. And then they realized like, oh, this is just a delicious soda. Mm-hmm. And so they changed their branding and that's what they became. You don't have to still be about Forrest Gump. Right. But that fucking restaurant clings on so goddamn been, tightly you, to that. Have you been there? Yeah. Full disclosure, I go pretty regularly because I enjoy the food. <laughs> but, but it does not make sense to me. They force you. They will play Forrest Gump trivia when that's you go there. That's what I was going to say. When that – I've only been once – because we went to the aquarium and it's a restaurant that's yeah. good for kids near the aquarium. Sure. Still it's the best to take kids there. I was The food comes in a boat. Yes. And you can be as loud and unruly yeah. as you want. When they started yelling for scum trivia, I was like, "What is happening?" It's fucking baffling. Yeah. You look around the restaurant, half of the people were not alive when this fucking movie came I out. I know. There are 23-year-olds who are on dates the the wait staff wasn't alive right, when this movie right. came out, and yet somehow they are like forcing you to dig deep and recall yeah. how many f- service members were in Lieutenant Dan's family. Like, what what are we doing? Why are you it's hanging real, on so yeah. hard to this? It's like a, a Long John Silver's, mm-hmm. but it's about Forrest Gump that right. makes you. And it's like, you know, there's his picture festooned all over the place. And like, there's his, you can sit outside on the bench with his shoes. Like, (laughs) they have a fucking 80,000 square foot gift shop. Oh, my God. That is full of merchandise. I've never, you ever seen anyone wearing any (laughs) Forrest Gump merchandise whatsoever? Like, a life is like a box of chocolates. I've also never met anyone who goes there frequently. (laughs) <laughs> I don't like. I'm not like a regular, but I. Is I it is one, one of us? the options. Yeah, yeah. It's in the Universal Studios. Oh, right? okay. so, I think that's the only one there. I even know of. Well, there's the Santa Monica Pier one too. Oh. And this brings me to my next point: <laughs> is that um, I've never seen it be like packed. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody buy any of the merchandise right. ever. So, and what they the food that they sell is essentially 
on par with uh, Applebee's as mm-hmm. far as the price point. Yeah. Applebee's, every one of them is just one of the sort of random spots in the middle of a parking lot of a mall, mm-hmm. right? Bubblegum Shrimp Company, on the other hand, owns the most expensive pieces of real estate on the fucking right. globe. They are on the Santa Monica Pier. They are in Times Square. Mm-hmm. They have one on the peak in Hong Kong, which is the most expensive place to own real estate in the world. Yeah. There is a fucking 200,000 foot Bubba Gump Shrimp, two-story Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. How the fuck are they, like, right. why have they capitalized all this real estate? Like, yeah. what are they doing to have that money? I don't get what it is about. Right. It's this something dark. A- it Like, it is, it, they're funneling money somehow. They're laundering something. Because they cannot, what they're making cannot possibly pay for right. the- Who owns them? Well, I'll have tell you, you looked into it? I have. And it is equally suspicious. Okay. It is owned by a conglomeration of oh. Native American casinos. Do you oh. see? They are somehow, there is some- it's Tax write-off or some Profit yeah. loss. Some way that money is moving yeah. between casinos, which are notoriously- on the app. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then there's that. And I, I just, I don't understand how this restaurant n- remains so successful that they are positioned in, like basically in Buckingham right. Palace. Right. Like, whereas- con- wait, a conglomerate of Native American casinos owns Bubblegum Shrimp Company? Yeah. Do yeah, they, they own bought it at some point. Other stuff? I don't know. I, that I don't know. But it is, it is like a, mm. that, that's, that is who owns it, at least who owned it a few years ago when I last checked, right? I doubt they sold it. But um, but yeah, because cause here's the other b- baffling thing to me is that um, uh, the Planet Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, that restaurant went, went business, under right? and failed. Yeah. And it was about uh, every movie was mm-hmm. the theme. Like all of the movies. That they were too broad. And somehow, <laughs> you being just about one. this one fucking movie that everybody was like okay with, and like that is somehow- right. Like stuck around for this long. So interesting. It boggles my mind. I'm also shocked that there's still apparently a Hard Rock Cafe. Yeah. In um, whatever in Times Square. Bar- there's no, one- no, in you know, not in no, where Universal near Universal. where you yeah. near where you it's guys. Gone now, oh though. yeah, no, right on Hollywood and Highland. That's the, what I was going right to say. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 from our, from where I work, there's right. One. Yeah, yeah. So I've never been inside. Yeah, I don't know, but um, because yeah. they were all the rage. Like, well, they have a whole goddamn casino hotel in Vegas too. You know? Do they still have that though? <laughs> I think. Oh, I don't know. Oh, is they that do? still there? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, this oh, is yeah, been it's a tour. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. So um, but yeah, right. It's very confusing. It doesn't. Yeah, it's baffling. For Christmas, one of the Kimmel writers got me had my name. And got me as a joke a gigantic gift basket of Bubba Gump Shrimp Company stuff because this is, you know, kind of a regular gripe of mine. Right. Because I don't understand. Like, yeah. And then I go. And so anytime also anybody like wants to meet me for dinner, That's they where will want to take opt- me oh. to the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company, right? Like when my daughter was born, somebody bought me a Bubba Gump Shrimp Company onesie for her mm. because, right? Because they know that I am super fucking suspicious of this right. place. And uh, and this was fascinating to me is that one of the pieces of merchandise that I got for Christmas is a hat. Do, have you seen the movie? You've both seen the movie. I haven't right? seen the movie. If yeah. you can you've believe never it. seen. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, it's fine. I know it's hard to believe. Okay, so but you know that it it, it spans his like he's yeah. just this guy like a uh, 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 guy who like kind of bumbles in and out of history. Yeah, right? and he's like Zellig. right. So yeah, yeah, exactly right. And uh, so at one point he's in World War or he's in uh, uh, Vietnam, mm-hmm. right? So and that's Bubba where he meets Bubba. Bubba and he serve together. And Bubba, uh, well, I want to tip the joke, but the, the the hat that I have 
it says uh, it's there. It's like a lot of their merchandise is just slogans from the movie, mm-hmm. right? Like life is like a box of chocolates. I'm yeah. sure you've heard that one. Of course. This one says, I got to find Bubba, right? Is what the hat says, mm-hmm. which do you remember what part of the movie that when that quote comes up, it's like after, after, in Vietnam, like when he's dying, yeah, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. 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 So if you know the movie, then what you know is that when Forrest Gump finds Bubba a second later, his uh, intestines are ripped out <laughs> and he's lying there <laughs> bleeding out on a beach in fucking Vietnam, the jungles of Vietnam. Like that, what, like that's the merchandise. Like, right. They're just like, it's like almost like the people don't speak English who are making the merchandise. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's just Quite no possibly it is that. logic like, not, yeah. to like. Because that's also not even like, like it's not one a of the famous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's just for like, And if you do know the quote, you're just like, he's just like running around like panicked in the jungle. I got to find Bubba. Yeah. And then he trips on him and his guts are spilled out. And it's Ugh. when Bubba dies. <laughs> Who the fuck would wear that as a hat? What are you doing? What is anybody doing over there? Who's making the decisions there? It doesn't make sense to me. We need to look into this. Right. I'm going to. If I find I anything, I'll let you know. Fucking get it. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. So, you see, okay, so I think that's both, right? Yeah, I think it's yeah. both. Jesse, this has been delightful. Thank you. Thank I've really you enjoyed this. so much. This has been a lot of fun chatting with you guys. Tell so. everyone, plug your things. I oh. mean, we already know, we know the book. Yeah, sure. Everand. Yeah. So, uh, Jesse Joyce uh, on uh, Twitter, and then uh, it's Jesse Joyce One on Instagram, and then there's the book on Everand. And then I, I'm doing a show with the writers of Kimmel. We're oh, doing cool. stand up. Uh, this, uh, uh, the 19th, uh, I don't know if the podcast comes out before that. It'll come out Monday. But, so yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, at, uh, the, uh, lyric, uh, uh wait a minute. Yeah, Monday is oh, no. I think it's that. Uh, yeah. So, oh, How so was you it? will have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> it went great. Thank you all for coming out. Wonderful. So, yeah. But yeah, you can, in theory, just follow me on the things and then yeah, I will find tell out you when next I have other shows coming yeah. up. Yeah. So. Anyway, there's that. Anyway. I'm sorry, Tony, if I offended you about uh, you live didn't. music. I know him well. Yeah. You didn't. Okay, I'm hard to offend. Okay, but uh, you know, it's like I bet, like you know, if if some just fucking dick came in and started bloving about stand up, I'd be like, well, what the fuck do you know? You don't do stand up. You don't even. You never even tried it. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't play an instrument, so I'm not. Yeah. But whatever. Okay. Yeah. But it's not. It's less you. It's more people sitting there yeah. holding up a lighter. You're not anti music. No. No, yeah, exactly. I'm not anti music. You're anti viewing live music. Tony, what about you? Uh, just Instagram at Tony Thaxton <laughs> and uh, Bizarre Albums every Tuesday and uh, Motion City Soundtrack back on tour in January. Come to see some live music, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and I am on Patreon, patreon.com, Patreon, Rosen, all sorts of great stuff over there. Do an annual subscription, you get two months <clears throat> free. Excuse me. This, it really is the asbestos. It is really getting yeah. to all of us. Hang on one second. I have merch in my merch store. Check that out. Go to alisonrosen.com. And then um, all the other stuff, the social media, my newsletter, my other shows, etc. my Amazon storefront, my other storefront that I have because I'm all about storefronts now. Wow. You can get those in my link tree. Oh, neat. Jesse, if I say to you my link tree... <laughs> I'm aware of what that is, yeah. Would I need to give the URL link oh. tr.ee slash Allison Rosen? Or if I say just go to my link tree, does that like do it? In a, I don't know. I wouldn't, I've never searched for someone's link tree. <sighs> I don't know just, how to just, do that. It's in your to, Instagram bio, right? It's my Instagram right? bio, like, go, yeah, Allison Rosen on Instagram. on Instagram. Find it on Instagram. Thank you. Okay. 
Yeah. So I'm moving. I'm moving in the direction of not giving out 300 plugs. Well, hypothetically, you could just Google Allison Rosen link tree, and that you would probably could. Get you there. Yeah. Okay. You could just Google Allison Rosen and find it. Yeah, Allison Rosen link tree. Do yeah. that. Okay. <sighs> really felt good, <laughs> and really shortened. It shortened the plug section too. Oh, oh yeah. right. And this is a nice clean ending here too. This is like, <clears throat> it's like a yeah. pro. Oh yeah. Uh, you guys, thanks for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know? and Rose and Show. We had a good time, but now we gotta go. Yeah, Alice and Rose is your new best friend.